Hello everyone, this is your host Tiernan from Tiernan's Tea Time. So this week we get into Chiefs first, the Lions, which was the opener of the NFL season, and then we get into Bill AB957, and if you don't know what that is, that is the Cali Trans Bill that has been blowing up in the media all day. First though, I want to briefly comment on the Christian Woods move by the Lakers. It's obviously not some big crazy pickup, but I thought it was relevant after their last couple moves. It seems like it's pretty much in the same kind of direction. They're he's picking. They're picking up tier two level. I mean, if you're doing the whole NBA, probably tier three kind of guys. The guys all coming off your bench that could really provide some numbers. Um, and he's one of those guys. Uh, obviously, Vanderbilt was one of those guys too. D'Lo, pretty good pickups. Made a lot of good moves, and I just felt like it was a continuation of that. What's funny, though, is he specifically reminds me of D'Lo, actually. Um, right when I saw that they picked him up, I was like, wow. Two players that both have a dominant stint in their career on horrible teams, right? And then making they made a move with another team in the offseason as if they were a big star that was going to help this team go to another level. And then, obviously, as I'm sure you know, completely shitting the bed. Um, this was D'Lo when he was on Brooklyn, then went to the Timberwolves. And this was Woods when he was on Houston and went to the Maps, which obviously was not that long ago. Per league front office source, if he's on his best behavior, it could be a good fit. If he's not, you cut him, which makes sense, right? When you perform at that level, get that recognition, then shit to bed. Most players are just going to seek vengeance, and their attitude won't go where it needs to go to succeed. It's just not going to get there unless they get to that place that they, they feel like they can play at. And he's not there. And so being signed in the Lakers where he's coming in as a role player, they've openly said he's going to be behind Rui. And Rui is when you're he's, – he's an average big, right? He just got there. He had a couple big moments in the playoffs, but it's like he can't rely on him. So it's a little discouraging after – Literally two years ago, you were the man on this team. You were getting the post-game interviews, all this stuff, and getting talked about like you're a star. And you go to Mavs, you didn't have a great year. Um, and then you're going to this Lakers team, maybe thinking you could be another another uh, high-rotation guy. Um, and obviously, like as the front office said, you're coming in, you have – and they said it's on ESPN. It's on like high publications. So obviously he knows about it. He's on a short leash, and being behind an average big who just got there, it's a little discouraging when you you hold yourself to the standard. So, who knows? It it could it could really it could blow up in smoke like very quick, and he could get you could see him get dropped or traded before the deadline. I would not be surprised. Hopefully, it goes good. Um, but who knows? I thought the two two signing them to two years was a little a little much. I probably would have done a one year deal just that just based on how his last year went. We'll see. I thought all in all it was a good pickup. Why not try it? It you're not spending crazy money. It's you're not trading any valuable guys. It's kind of a it's a win win. You see, whatever you could probably get something for him if you're sending him back to a Houston or a Detroit or something like that. So.
Let's go on to something a bit juicier, though. Week one, all right? So get into the Chiefs and the Lions. This was a pretty anticipated game after the Chiefs winning the, the chip, obviously, and the Lions having an incredible end to their season last year. Um, really fun to watch. Kind of remind me of a Christmas game, honestly, like an NBA Christmas game. That's kind of how it felt, where they usually pick like a really good team and another team that like can kind of clash with them. Sometimes it's rivalry. Sometimes it's literally something like this, where it's like a, a team that's really coming on the rise, like kind of like a Miami versus like Golden State or something like that, where it's a team that's already been established as good or just came off uh, a huge playoff run and a team that's kind of up and coming. And that's that's kind of exactly how it felt. Unfortunately, though, Kelsey and Chris Jones were out. RIP to one of six of my fantasy teams. The Chiefs didn't really have much of a chance on paper. They really didn't. Um, regardless, it was a really tough, very entertaining game. It went down to the final two minutes. Felt like a playoff game right when you got into the fourth. It was really entertaining. I personally thought it was a great showcase of Mahomes' greatness, even with the stakes so low. And hot take, I thought he did a good job. I know a lot of people, he got a ton of criticism for his second half, which I understand if you're making like a statistical argument um, on the performance of his game, for sure. He had a shitty second half, so did Goff. Um, but it was kind of out of his control. The receivers lost the game. If Tony catches that bomb at the end, game over. There are way too many drop passes. Um, and if Kelsey played, they would have won. Obviously, like, no doubt they would have won. Regardless, Mahomes still made you want to bet on him, though. I, I I, tweeted this, or I posted on X, whatever you want to call it. Um, I was I was tweeting during the game, and regardless of their situation, regardless of being down and not having really any options besides since Kelsey's out and things like that, like you still want to put your money on him. You don't want to count him out. He's just one of those guys. Um, it's really hard. But the first half, he played his ass off and got it done. I mean, that drive before the half, 92 yards, three attempts, 25-plus yards out of five to six completions um, to fucking TD with very low on the totem pole receivers, very low, and a, against a defense with a great pass rush too. This is Nobody was really talking about this. It doesn't really get much better than that. Like a 92-yard drive just marching down the field. Took five completions and three attempts were 25-plus. Come on, man. Like, And not to mention his classic movement out of the pocket and stuff like that. And his, his sidearms. Like, it's the cherry on top. It's, it's very fun to watch. Um, it's very hard to bet against him regardless. Uh, but these drops, man, they're, they're not going to cut it. And this is probably going to be the talk of the season, honestly, because obviously they're a huge team. No matter what, if they're if they're playing like shit and they have a bad record, they're the last in the division, people are going to talk about them because they have, sorry to say it, one of the GOATs, Mahomes. Uh, I think he's, he's young. He's got two chips. He's got a, a ton of accolades. And I think he's one of the best of all time. QBs, no doubt. I don't think anybody really has an argument for that. And even just watching that game, you can tell he barely has any options, and he's still making do against one of uh, the best up-and-coming teams. For real, they can. The Lions can make a move. They can really make a move this year. I, 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 I'll get into it later a little bit. I don't want to go too far. Um, 
so like I said, the drops, man, not going to cut it. It's going to be a big talk. I, I, the lines on the other end looked better than most expected, right? The, the highlight was Montgomery and Gibbs, a lot of drive, explosiveness, made big plays, put points on the board. Really good one-two punch. I, it's hard to beat their one-two punch. I don't know if anybody else has anything like that, really. Those two backs, like, it was kind of like a Brown, the, the Cleveland Browns last year, really, with Chubb and Hunt. It was kind of like that. Or, like, Cowboys, Zeke, and Pollard. But Zeke's kind of, like, on the outskirts. But something like that. I don't really think... I think that's going to be very valuable, um come playoff season i it's it's gonna be big i think the lions can actually make some moves here um i was really impressed and i was bewildered uh previously when i heard they let go of swift and williams since they did so good last year but i kind of get it now like they i don't know i they might still be able to get the same sort of right hand against teams with that um, if they just kept on a Swift and Williams, I think Gibbs was a good move though, since he's so young, um, you can kind of get the same sort of output that you might get from a Williams, but he's a younger body and he's going to be more hungry, things like that. I mean, I would be hyped if I was like pretty much a, a high anticipated running back coming in on a team that actually might be able to do something. All these players come in all these highly anticipated players come into these teams that are just terrible like how how exciting would it be to get a starting position be a high highly anticipated running back and go on a team that actually can make a run it's i mean i'd be hyped um solid offensive line first half i was very impressed with golf he looked a lot more seasoned higher iq a lot better than he was like on the rams um and stuff like that was that's really when I watched him the most. Um, but then his once his offensive line started to kind of break down, he kind of lost it, right? He had a ton of third down incompletions, sacks, you name it. Just it was kind of messy. Similar case for the Chiefs, though, as well. Uh, things got a little bit hairy later to the game, later in the game. It just how it went. Um, it was it was a battle. It really was like a war. It was tough. Um, and then obviously having one of the best receivers in the game doesn't hurt. Amante Brown, it's fantastic. He got a lot. He had a couple really good catches there. TD, the first TD of the season, things like that. It was a, it was really great. It was a fun game to watch. Very unfortunate for the Chiefs. Um, still not as down on them as people are saying though. I, I like I said before, I just can't bet on Mahomes. I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a broken record with that all season, um, especially in the, their losses. Um, I. You just can't. You really he's kind of like a Brady. You just can't really bet on him. You just don't know. If you're either gonna bet on him or you're not gonna bet on the game because he's just miraculous. Um and they were missing obviously two stars, so it's tough to say that it was even like that much of a battle. Um or a huge win for the Lions, really. I feel like it should kind of be more of a wake up call for them since the Chief the Chiefs were missing key pieces. They're down in the running back and wide receiver positions. And only lost by a point. And before people get pissed off at that that statement of they're being down on running backs, Isaiah Pacheco is not that crazy. Okay, he had a few, he had like one or two good runs yesterday. Nothing crazy. He blew up last season towards the end of the season. He is not like an all star 
running back, okay? Not a Pro Bowl running back. He's not one of the top running backs at all. He is probably your backup running back in fantasy, or if you're really down, he'll be a starter or a flex, okay? He's not that crazy. They don't really, they're not that deep in that position. Um, and wide receivers, you already know. They, they, they're, they're, it's a little sad, honestly. It was, it was, it was sad to watch that many drops. Okay. Um, and of course the lions, but everybody's hyping them up and hyping up even more the off season. Everybody was going crazy about them, but even more now. And I think it's a little much. It's a little much. They're definitely not Super Bowl contenders. There's no way they they would get past like an Eagles or 49ers or any, like cheese, anything like that. No way. Come come the offseason get the fuck out of here but maybe their division um it depends if the vikings have the same sort of run they did last year who knows um last year was bizarre because no everybody was so down on them um but they just kept surpassing every single week it was kind of like the giants too giants kind of similar stunt um it was weird and who knows it may happen again i don't know they're they pretty much have the same team um but if you're a Lion fan, I would be excited. They're gonna make some. They're gonna. They're gonna ruffle some feathers this this year for sure. Um, but let's see how the season goes. Full week one recap coming Tuesday. Stay tuned. Next, I want to get into that Cali Trans bill that I was talking about. Okay. Um, I know this is actually gonna probably ruffle a few feathers, but I'm sorry. Everybody has an opinion. Um, we're all free to talk about it. We should be talking about it more. Advocate that. I don't care what opinion you got. We should be able to talk about it. And actually, have a conversation. That's how people get there. All right. And if you're listening and you're getting mad, just know that you are listening. You are supporting me. So thank you. Keep listening. Um, and if you want to have a talk too, I say I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna say it again at the end. If you guys have opinions, you get pissed off at what I say. I this happened uh, when I was talking about affirmative action, things like that. Oh, email me. My email is on my Instagram. DM me. If you have my number, send me a personal message. Whatever you want to do. Like, t- tell me your opinions. If you're pissed off at me, express it. I will, I will answer on the podcast. And if you get mad that I don't text you and I'm answering on the podcast, it's because it's free content. Why wouldn't I do that, right? So just everybody know that before I get into this. I'm not, I don't go crazy. I don't say anything that's fucked up. But just know, okay? So the Cali Trans Bill, also known as Bill AB 957, um, has been voted in by the California Senate, which was passed on September 6th, 2023, obviously. Um, It was 30 to 9. Then the California State Assembly also passed this bill yesterday. I'm recording this on the 9th. They uh, passed it yesterday on the 8th, 57 to 16. So pretty much blowout. It was blowouts both. All right. So this bill requires that parents must affirm their child's gender identity um, if they are to be judged fit for providing health, safety, and welfare of their child. Right. Um, Which means that they have, they're obligated now to, when they're being looked at as a worthy parent, they are obligated now to affirm their child's gender or they aren't looked at as a fit parent. So it Custody issues is really the biggest thing. They could they could take parents from their children for not affirming their gender. That is that is the topic for debate, right? So, California State Representative Lori Wilson, who wrote actually AB nine fifty seven, who actually does have a transgender child herself, said 
and I quote, parents affirm their children. Typically, it happens when their gender identity matches their biological gender, but when it doesn't, the affirmation starts to wane. Our duty as parents is to affirm our children. She also mentions that California's TGI bill introduced by Senator Scott Weiner, funny enough, um, which is a bill that institutes trainings pretty much at healthcare facilities that prepares them for being that prepares them for dealing with transgender, non-binary, uh, intersex, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's basically something equivalent to a diversity training, which I think is equally ridiculous in 2023, but it's, it's, it's all nuts. Um, quote, it's simple, transgender, gender, non-conforming, and intersex people deserve the same quality of health care that everyone else receives, said Senator Weiner. That was a quote from the TGI bill. Now, Lori Wilson felt like this bill didn't include parents enough. Um, that's why she actually wrote AB 957, um, because some parents can't give the affirming care that transgender youth require. I think we all can't give the right amount of affirming care because it, it seems never to be enough, right? It's like your shitty best friend that keeps asking you for money and you keep saying, it's going to be the last time, it's going to be the last time, it's going to be the last time, and you just keep saying, okay, but you know they'll be back next week asking for more. It's just never enough, right? You got to, it's insane. And we need to draw a line in the sand before this agenda takes over, Okay. From bills to cancellations, this shit is just out of control. All right, gender dis gender excuse me, gender dysphoria, aka GD, something we all know. Several several years ago, was looked at as a mental disorder by professionals and the public. Okay, today it is still referred as a mental disorder. It's in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. No, normally known as the DSM-5. I'm sure a lot of you have heard the DSM-5 be thrown up, especially in live debates. I know in Ben Shapiro's debates or Matt Walsh's debates, a ton of people will come up saying, oh, the DSM-5 this, DSM-5 that. This is a manual with symptoms to various mental disorders, and your therapist, psychiatrist, psychologist will record your symptoms and determine your diagnosis based off this manual. Okay. Now, the only difference compared to today to several years ago is that people have have now adopted this radical agenda and punished everyone who disagrees, right? I have no problem, zero problem, put me on the record with people who suffer GD. It's a mental disorder. It's like, it's like you having schizophrenia. I'm not comparing the two. Schizophrenia is obviously very intense and debilitating and take over your entire life. It's the same thing when you put them together as mental disorders. They are both under this category of mental disorders, okay? So don't get that twisted. Back in January 2018, I was actually myself put in a mental institution, and while I was in there, I encountered the first trans person I've ever seen, I've ever heard of, okay? And I wasn't bewildered or taken aback or anything like that. And you want to know the difference between that teen five years ago and that teen today and the teens today, etc., because there are thousands it's not a popularity contest, okay? 
They weren't boasting about taking testosterone or wanting to transition or coming out to their family or correcting people on their assumptions. They weren't boasting about anything, right? It was, they were a regular human being, okay? Someone who made friends with the people in their groups, was open and honest about their feelings when asked, never bragged, never ridiculed, never walked around like their shit didn't stink, nothing like that at all. It was genuine, and now it's simply a trend among children. And now you're going to have a bill that actually rips families apart, right? And just because parents are skeptical, okay? Maybe that parent is skeptical because their children when seeking treatment that is literally reversible, a, making a rash decision based on irreversible treatment that ultimately can ruin your entire life if you regret it. And there are millions and... Are, Thousands of people that do regret it. It is a common thing. There are detransitioners all the time. But when you take these hormones or if you make body-altering changes, sometimes you can't go back, all right? There are real big consequences. You have to be 100% sure about this. It's, you can't go back. And relying on a teen for that, I think that's, I think that's insane. Right? If you ask me, that's actually caring about health and safety of your children. Okay? That's putting, that's actually being rational about a situation. Okay? You're taking care of your kid because you know they could be harmed by this irrational choice. Who, like, if you put that in any other situation, it's okay, but this one it's not. That's what, that's what bothers me. And now parents might be losing their children because of that. Now, I want you as the listener or you as the viewer, if you're watching this, Think about when you were a teen, right? Maybe you got a shitty tattoo. Maybe you dyed your hair a terrible color. Maybe you drank and drove. Maybe you had no idea how to make a resume. I'm not even going to say maybe on that one. You had no idea how to make a resume, which is so simple. You thought $14 an hour was a lot. <laughs> the point is you were naive and immature. All right, we all were as teens. Every single person has done a stupid, immature teen thing that make your parents shake their head. Or we have secrets that would make your parents shake their head because you know it's a dumb, immature thing as a teen. Because you're going, you have all these hormones going all over your body. You're fucking, you're new, you're stepping into this new stage of adolescence where you're a little more independent, but you still have responsibilities. It's like this weird thing. And there's new urges, all these different stuff. There's new pressures. It's a rough time, all right? Now, travel back to present time. Why are we letting those teens that we just described, right, that we all agreed upon, take the reins on an issue that has law power, right? There are bills and laws being passed based on what these teens are preaching. Okay. Why are we letting them take the reins? Would you let yourself take the reins in a situation like this? Right? Fuck no. I wouldn't. I always think about choices, things I thought of previously when I was a kid, and I never understood why I got to that conclusion. Or I always would be like, well, why didn't you think of this? Because it just seems so obvious now because it was so stupid then. Right? And after recently personally having a child, I'm absolutely petrified 
for what's to come. Granted, I have hopefully 13 years, but uh, it's getting lower and lower. I have I have cousins, younger cousins that are saying in their middle schools and elementary schools that there are kids coming out as trans. I have, it's insane and it's getting too much. And I, granted I have some time, hopefully some of this dissolves, but if it keeps going in this direction, I'm going to freak out and I don't know what I'm going to do. So it's crazy. Um, but I wanted to give you a touch of that. That's the end of the pod. Sorry to end on a glum note. If you have any comments or opinions, like I said before, please, please reach out and I'll respond on the pod. Hopefully there's going to be some more sports news coming out. Obviously with the NFL starting, um, I'm going to give some recaps and stuff like that. I'm hoping to be posting now, maybe twice a week. Um, I'll keep you guys updated, but I, obviously this is a sports podcast. I want to talk about sports. It's hard when we talk about these political things because it gets emotions get involved and it gets super personal and it's rough. Okay. Sports is always great because sports debates are fun and they're meaningless. It is sports. It's meaningless. But it's great distraction from all the bullshit. And this is an example of fucking bullshit. Okay. I hope you guys enjoyed and I'll see you in the next one. Yeah.